What you are about to hear is a comedy program. It is not meant to be taken seriously. If you do, we still love you. But you are a moron. Enjoy. David Steves. Did you guys like John Badger earlier? Yeah! I let him stay in my house. <laughs> Seriously reconsidering my life choices. My kids were not there, by the way. Uh, and now I need to buy a new gerbil. <laughs> John Batch. Uh, it was actually kind of a kind of cute story that night we, we really fell in love. Uh, we'd gone off the trench, right? We're having a good time. We ended up going back to her place. We get back to her place, and she is puking everywhere. And I mean fucking everywhere. Of course, immediately, I'm a little upset, right? I'm going, Jesus Christ, you're almost 30 years old. You'd think at this point you'd be able to handle your Rohypnol. This is Good versus Evil. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Good versus Evil podcast. I am your good side of things, David Steves. And on the other side, we have the evil. And this is John Batch. David, it's uh, it's good to hear you again, man. How how was your uh, – you've had a good week? Yeah, I've had, I've had a crazy week. <laughs> I mean, uh, be, being stuck indoors and working from the home office, but, you know, everything's going really well. It's great to hear you, too. Uh, normally, we would have probably run into each other by a show by now, but uh, unfortunately, this is the only medium we have. Uh, unfortunately, but uh, at least we have this. Uh, a real quick update from, uh, from last week's uh, episode as well uh, for anyone listening uh, from last week. Uh, your boy finally got laid. Yes! So, uh, <laughs> Woo! You're damn right! Now, in, in, in fairness to Demi, uh, she hasn't woken up yet, so she doesn't know it yet. But... Uh, <laughs> oh, that's awful. <laughs> oh, that is why you're the evil side. That's hilarious. <laughs> and and just to, to clarify as well, uh, David, I mean, I know we say it at the, the top of the podcast, but... Uh, these are all jokes. Uh, I that did not actually happen. We have had, I mean, we have had sex finally, which is is good, but uh, it's been uh, consensual uh, as far as I'm aware. So, <laughs> well, you would know if it so, wasn't. So, Daddy exactly. is amazing. <laughs> she is. Well, let's let's go ahead and uh, jump right into this week's episode then. Uh, starting off, David, what are you drinking? Oh well, today I well. Um, this week it was supposed to be Oberon week, which is a big thing that we celebrate here in uh, Kalamazoo or Southwest Michigan, I would say. So Oberon Day was supposed to be this past Monday. So I am drinking Bell's Oberon, um, which comes out seasonally here in Kalamazoo. So it comes out right at the crest of spring. And since we are locked down, nobody could celebrate Oberon Day. So they actually got Oberon out into the stores early this year. 
and I checked out the Bells store. You can online order everything from the Bells store. They have a they have a store there. They're accepting orders online and from 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. daily. You can order your beer and they will curbside deliver it to your uh, to your door. So to your uh, car door. To your car door. Fantastic. Yeah, That's wonderful, man. And what are you doing today, <laughs> my friend? I am drinking uh, from the New Holland Brewery. The uh, It's called The Poet. It is their oatmeal stout. Uh, it is, as it says on the label again, uh, a roasted, rich, creamy beer. Uh, roasted, rich, and creamy, such as myself, uh, without the <laughs> rich part, obviously. Uh, but it is very delicious. It's uh, it's actually one of my favorites. I Anytime they are uh, open and I get a chance to go there and, and sit down and drink, it's it's usually something I'll order. I, it's it, is uh, it's, it's just a great, a uh, great beer. Yeah, I've actually uh, they, been I, to New I, Holland a couple of times, and they do oh. make fantastic beers. I'm glad you're in on the stouts and those things because I'm more of an IPA ale guy, and you're on the completely different side. So I think we get a good mix of both. <laughs> well, it, it it does fit our personalities, does it not? Um, <laughs> but uh, but no, yeah, they are they are open as well for for. Uh, deliveries or deliveries to your your car door again as as you were saying um again just check their uh, their website i believe it's uh, newhollandbrewing.com uh check their website for details and, and hours of course yeah and they actually when this whole thing gets lifted uh bells has an amazing tap room and i know new holland has an incredible bar right there um so it's definitely worth the trip to out to holland and of course, uh, if you're in the Kalamazoo area, definitely come to Bells. Absolutely, and actually, this uh, this is from their uh, their Grand Rapids location, so they do have a location in Holland and in Grand Rapids, uh, which is is nice. Uh, and I got to tell you, once this thing does get lifted, I am taking a week off work, and I am throwing the biggest fucking party that I have ever thrown. It's it's going to be. I have no choice. I just have to spend a week drinking. You just, you need to get it out of your system. You've been too productive. You've worked too <laughs> exactly. hard. <laughs> exactly. No, but I didn't realize New Holland Brewery actually had a spot up in Grand Rapids that's so much closer to me, at least being based out of Kalamazoo, than Holland is. So um, I better get an invite to this amazing party. Maybe we could do a podcast from the party. Uh, absolutely, we will. And, and yeah, it is nice to have it in Grand Rapids. Uh, you know, from Holland, it's about a 45-minute drive for me. Uh, the Grand Rapids location is about a 10-minute drive for me, uh, so less of a chance that I'll, I'll get caught by the cops while I'm driving, uh, which is, is not bad. Hey, man, uh, just Uber it or lift it, man. You don't – oh, don't risk it. Don't risk <laughs> it for a that, ticket. That, no, man. That, that's that, – yeah. Let, let me, again, clarify. We, we do not endorse uh, drunk driving. That's a terrible idea. Um, no, not at all. Not at <laughs> all. Well, I'm the good so, side of things. Of course, I don't endorse it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll go ahead. And, why don't we go ahead and get started into the uh, the questions here then, David? Um, well, actually, John, do you want to do our intros? We never did the intros in the first one. Sure, sure. Uh, what uh, What did you have in mind? So tell me a little about tell me a little bit about yourself. How did you How did you become John Batch? How did you get into comedy? And what are some of your future goals? Well, uh, that is a good question in terms of where I came from. I am I am not entirely sure, um, and and uh, my poor Christian parents are are probably not entirely sure either. Uh, but uh, you know, I got into uh, comedy just 
frankly, it's on, on a whim and got to that point where I was not uh, doing things with my life that I was particularly enjoying. I had a, a good career, but one that was not fulfilling. And I wanted to try it out. I uh, tried it out at an open mic once. Uh, and absolutely ate shit. I, I bombed completely. <laughs> Which, Everybody's uh, first time. It's like your first time having sex. It's no good. It's no good. It's ever. no good. It's no good. And, and yeah, <laughs> and, and you just, uh, and I know the old cliche joke is that you just uh, hope that your parents also aren't there. Uh, but, <laughs> right. <laughs> but, but yeah, but it was, it was a good time nonetheless. And, and uh, the, you know, the the next month the the people who were booking that open mic reached out to me and said hey you know if you want to give it another shot we'd love to have you again so i, I did and uh, i said if it doesn't work out the second time then fuck it uh, this was not meant to be but it you know I, I did well enough for the that second time uh although looking back at it now it's it's completely embarrassing but uh but you know it, i did well enough and, and have been going strong uh, ever since yeah and i know we we started about the, the same time probably about a year and a half two years ago what uh, what got you into comedy David? yeah um that's a great question so what got me into comedy so i started comedy at the age of 38 so i've been in comedy just over two years now um so i started in january very late january of 2018 and uh, i got into it because my buddy barton james who's also a kalamazoo based comic um he and i were part of a our uh, team rwb which is team red white and blue which is a organization dedicated to enriching the lives of veterans and when I went through my divorce, um, divorce is tough on everybody, but when I went through my divorce, I, ne- I needed an outlet. Like I went from having my kids 100% of the time to only having my kids 50% of the time. And I'm not, I'm not saying that it, it, it hurts as a, as a father who absolutely loves his children, um, but they deserve to be with their mom too. And they have a wonderful mother. Um, we just weren't good together. And so, but I needed an outlet for my creativity. I needed an outlet. Um, to just to let loose and it's funny because when i told my mom i was first getting into comedy she's like well you've always been funny you've just never done it in front of people you know i've always done it in front of <laughs> in front of in front of friends and in front of family and like i've always liked to be the life of the party i love public speaking and so it was kind of a natural segue but i i told bart i was like i don't know like i'm i make my friends laugh like making strangers laugh is a complete, like, what if they, they're not on board? What if they don't relate to the material? And he's like, well, every audience is different, you know? So, um, and that's how I got into it. And I, I loved it ever since, but like, like you, the very first time I got on stage was, Oh my gosh, it was mortifying. Um, <laughs> I'm so glad I didn't record <laughs> the first time. It's like, Oh, it's jumping. It's jumping into the unknown. But I have to ask you, did, do you have a background in speech and public speaking? Because when you, I've never seen you take notes up on stage. And that's really like, I don't know, do you have a vague outline or do you just kind of go with one idea and add to the story? Because that's always perplexed me. So, yeah, actually, I was a super like theater nerd growing up right in, in high school and in college a little bit as well. So I've got uh, you know, I, I've got that background. So what I what I will do is I write everything out verbatim. So when I'm I'm going to try new material, I write it out word by word, line by line. I memorize it. I take it up, and if it if it works, great. If not, I obviously can edit and rewrite and things of of that nature. But uh, but yeah, I, I do it. Uh, I do it all from memory. So theater. So that's oh my gosh. I wonder why your stage presence was so good. 
um, you just look so comfortable up there on stage where like I would need notes or like a reminder or something until I have it completely rehearsed. Um, Cause that's a background I don't have. Um, I'm very good with stories, but to see you up there right. commanding your stage presence and knowing that you've memorized everything already up there is just absolutely, it, it's mind blowing. And you can tell those with a theater background versus those who just have a speech and public speaking background. It, it's night and day difference. I, I appreciate that, David. And, and I'll be honest, even with, with comedy though, uh, it, it took me a while to get that, that stage presence and, and get that, uh, that ability to really command the stage. Just because, I mean, the, it, it's a, a difference, right? Because in, in theater, it's it's not your words necessarily. You're you're an actor. You're you're portraying someone else's story. So if, if the audience isn't into it, fuck it. That's not your your problem necessarily. <laughs> That's uh, a with, great point. <laughs> with, with comedy, uh, if the audience doesn't like it, that means they don't like you, and that that can uh, that can be. <laughs> a little pressure sometimes, but uh, I've, I've done it long enough now that I have had plenty of people not like me. Uh, so <laughs> that is, I, I've got to the point where I'm okay with that. Um, yeah. See you. That's where our styles are so different because like you'll have people come up to you and be pretty abrasive to you where I'll have people that come up to me and just like, oh, I just wasn't feeling it tonight. You just didn't hit on the things I thought would be funny. And I'm like, Oh, and, that, and that's okay. And I, I get it. But, like, I don't choose the racy, really touchy subjects like you do. And I, th- I feel because you take bigger risks on stage that you get bigger rewards. Well, well, yes and no. I mean, I, I wouldn't say I necessarily take bigger risks. I mean, there is certainly some risk to the material I do. But uh, what, I, what I'm doing is really the same thing that you're doing, David, which is, is speaking our version of the truth in, in what is hopefully a, a funny way. Um, now... That being said, I mean, I really get two kinds of people that, that come up to me after a show. Uh, one is going to be someone who is going to say, you're a, you're a fucking asshole. What is wrong with you? I can't believe you said X, Y, and Z. Uh, or I'm going to be having someone come up to me after the show saying, that was really funny. Also, here's another fucked up thing. And it's <laughs> not, not remotely funny, but, but they think because of of the things I talk about on stage, I want to hear their, their version of, you know, whatever they did with their sister when they were 13 or, or whatever they, you know, the case. <laughs> so you complete, you open Pandora's box for, for the audience. <laughs> the audience which is <laughs> unfortunate, but I mean, yeah, it is what it is. But again, I, I, not to say that, that I don't enjoy those interactions as well, because I, again, anyone who, who enjoys my, my comedy is going to be probably a little bit fucked up anyway. Uh, and and those are uh, those are my people, man. Those are the the people that I love. Yeah, no, I love that. And um, if you're listening to this and you're not a comic, um, there may be one or two of you out there. Um, but if you're listening to this and you're not a comic and you go to an open mic comedy show and you resonate or you think one of the comics is funny, let them know because that really helps our fragile egos. That that is, <laughs> is <laughs> that one of the not... best things. That is one of the best things I think I could ever receive for, for, from a crowd is just somebody coming up to me and be like, oh my gosh, I really resonated with that. I thought it was great. That was super funny. Like not you were funny or just knowing that the material worked. And so I think because when we go on stage, it, it's we're, we're trying to see if stuff works. So if it does, l- let a comic know. I mean, we don't think you're going to be trying to get in bed with us. I know that's not the case. 
Um, I mean, just, I, I just usually give it my best shot, but. <laughs> right? No, it was funny, though, because I went to um, Sunday Night Funnies, which is run by Brian B over at the Spectrum Entertainment Center. And um, I think that's one of my favorite rooms. And one of the open mics that I went to, I had a couple of girls that came up to me afterwards and they're like, can we take our picture with you? There is no greater compliment than having somebody reach out to you and tell you that you made a positive impact in their life. And I, and I don't know, just let the comics know. Like, That's, that's wonderful. That's yeah. To, to have that recognition, to have that, that, that knowledge that you connected with the audience like that is, I mean, there's no better feeling. And plus, I mean, I, I get tired of having to stroke your ego after every show. So if someone else come up and do it, <laughs> that would be Yeah, great. you need somebody else to jerk me off after the shows, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, okay, so let's get into the questions now that we did right. the intros. But yeah. I thought it was important to do the intro, but, um, you know, just because it, it's funny how we, you know, we come from two, two different backgrounds. We have to- two totally different styles of comedy, but... Yeah, here we are making magic happen. So I love it. Making that whoopee. I love it. Uh, <laughs> it's, what is this, 1972? I don't know. <laughs> um, I hope not. We both weren't born yet. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> All right. So the, the, the first question I had for you, David, and it's it's maybe a little bit of a dangerous one, perhaps uh, could cause some trouble, but that's why I like it because that's what I do. Uh, and it is this. Uh, if you could have any superpower but had to offset it with any disability, uh, what would they be and why? Oh, my gosh. That, oh, that is so incredibly difficult. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, my, so I have a deaf brother. Okay. Um, and so right. I, I never thought losing my hearing would be really a huge deal because I know sign language. And a lot of my family members know sign language. And so the disability that I would choose, and of course, um, the HR person comes out on me, right? You know, you don't focus on the disability, you focus on the ability. Um, But I would go with being deaf because I know sign language and most of my family does. And I don't think that would be a huge change from going from a couple of deaf people in your family to more deaf people in your family. <laughs> but I would, I would couple that. I would couple that with the superpower mm, of only to hear dirty thoughts in other people's minds. I like it. I love it. Yes. That's yes. Wonderful. So, like, I could hear what you're yeah. thinking, but I can't re-say it. So, like, I'd have to be <laughs> super smooth in sign language. And I'll tell you what, half the time, okay, so uh, this may get me in trouble. It may not. I don't care. Um, <laughs> but my brother was such a smooth operator. Like, I learned everything I learned about, like, getting girlfriends and stuff like that from him. Because watching him hit on, like, a hearing girl was like he was already in her mind. Like, he knew what she was after. And, like, he was able to produce that just from being deaf. And I, I always really admired that. Wow, good. I mean, yeah, good for him. That's that. Yeah, again, that that's incredible. And and uh, obviously, David, you know, I'm not gonna, you know, not gonna name names, but you do all right with the ladies yourself now. So kudos to your brother <laughs> for uh, helping you clean up, man. Yeah, I know, right? 
Yeah, I mean, he, he, I mean, I, there is a, there's like a sixth sense with that, right? So, uh, <laughs> no, I'm just glad I have a good personality because if we were, if, if, if I was holding on to looks and uh, body appearance, I wouldn't get laid at all. Luckily, <laughs> women really do love a sense of humor. Oh, you, but John, how about you? That's a great question. I mean, what's your answer to that? Ooh, so I think if I had any superpower, um, it would, it would probably be, I mean, I was thinking reading minds as well, but you already took that, so I can't now. Oh, damn. Yeah. Son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, but I, <laughs> so in that case, I, I think I, I would uh, like the power of invisibility uh, because it's very similar. You can, um, you can hear what other people are thinking when you're not around. Uh, mm. And to offset that, I think that there was a, uh, there's a, a disability that, that uh, you know, you may have heard of it. I, I don't know, uh, but it's a very rare disability uh, and it's entertaining to me, it, which is the, uh, the disability of having uh, constant orgasms. So there, there are people who are like, <laughs> <laughs> that's a disability. That's a disability. Apparently it's, it's uh, you know, it's a disease that so-called that people have where they're, they're constantly aroused. And I can see where, like, if you're, in a in a, a work meeting or, or something uh, that that could be an issue, but I got to be honest. If you pair that with the the uh, superpower of invisibility, I, then you have number one, you have no problems. Number two, I, I, can, <laughs> I can jerk off anywhere I want to, and no one will know uh, unless they feel it on their back, obviously. But that that is perfectly paired, and I'll tell you what. I had that disability ninth grade. I don't know what it was. <laughs> I had a boner my entire ninth grade. And like, I know there are people out there that saw it because I wore dress pants quite a few times. And like, you had, you had to like push the book down on your hard boner. And I don't know, man, like I, that I, happened a lot in the ninth grade. I had that as well. Uh, mine was caused by my freshman history teacher, uh, Mrs. Uh... Please don't sue me. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes, yeah. <laughs> she was. She was great. <laughs> uh, so, oh. the the first question you had for for me, David, was uh, uh, related to the the new Netflix series that is out now. How much would they have to pay you, pay me, to, to work at Exotic, Exotic Joe's Tiger Farm with all the other roadies? And the answer, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> the answer, my I love friend, that question. I really do. It's a great question. And the answer is absolutely nothing. Uh, I would do that in a fucking heartbeat. <laughs> uh, I, although, you know who's really got the good gig is uh, the, forget his name, Doc, uh, Doc Akers. Uh, the the guy who's got the, the I think it's Doc Antel Antel whatever his name is Doc A has uh, has the compound mm -hmm. in in uh, Myrtle Beach and uh, he's got the system down man not gonna lie I mean pay me you know if you're gonna allow me to train tigers and women uh, you do not have to pay me a red cent I am okay with that <laughs> I will be there again in a in a fucking heartbeat you you got me. Yeah, I think a lot of the girls that are on his farm, though, suffer from the same thing that, like, strippers do. So, like, that's why it's so important to be a good dad. What? Uh, hold on. <laughs> I, I guess, wait, what's, what's wrong with strippers? I don't understand the question. No, 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 no. I, hey, hey, hey. We've all. Listen. We, we, 
we've all been to a club. If it if it wasn't for strippers, you know, I would have never lost my virginity. So, <laughs> well, like I tell, like I tell everybody, I said, you know, you can't give your daughters daddy issues because they'll end up a stripper on a pole somewhere. <laughs> but if girls have mommy issues, they go to a liberal arts college and have a lesbian experience, and that's okay. I can coach them through that. <laughs> All right, so I I just like I'd rather have them have mommy issues than daddy issues for sure. I'm I'm a little worried about your phrasing on that because you're supposed to be the good one, and I hear you saying you want to coach your daughters into having a lesbian experience. So I I just imagine you on the sideline, like, uh, yeah, no, get in there, get that muff, you know, rub it side to side, and that I got to be honest, that's not an image uh, that I need, and and honestly, I thought I was the evil one. I don't know. I don't no, that's not evil. I just I, I'm saying I could be a lending ear, like uh, dad, I've okay. got this trouble with a girl like dad, I got this trouble with a girlfriend. Like, oh, I've had troubles with girlfriends. Like I that that's something I that's something I can coach through. If they're like, Dad, I have trouble with a boyfriend, I'd be like, dump his ass. Nobody likes <laughs> guys. Guys are pieces of shit. Guys are all <laughs> like... I don't care if you're gay or straight or whatever you uh you are, uh if you're a male you are an asshole. There's just no question. Absolutely. <laughs> see, I there's no question. See, I can I, I can teach your daughters things. Tell me I can. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one thing I will allow you to teach. Like all guys are scumbags of the earth. And like, what about my dad? Well, he's the good side of this podcast, but you know, he's still kind of a scumbag. All guys are still assholes. <laughs> That's awesome. That's uh, no, I. But that's just. Yeah, I. I like it. It's good. I love it. Um, so the, the, the next <laughs> the next question I, I had for you um, was Dave. Or I'm sorry. The next question you had had for. No, we were going to do you next. I guess I should probably pay attention. Uh, David, <laughs> what? Now nah, we like? still love you. That's all right. Uh, what do you like least about comedy, or in other words, what would you change about comedy if you could? I know it's kind of open-ended, I know, but. Yeah, no, that's, that's a, it's a great question. Um, I would, <laughs> I, I guess I would, man, tough question. Um, Anytime now, we, uh, you know. We're, we're not, we're I know, I know, that's dead air, that's, <laughs> damn it, David. So, you know, I'm just going to speak freely. Like, fuck it. I just wish there weren't so many barriers for you performing in other areas, you know? Sure. Um, like, I would love to perform out in different venues. It, it, it's hard to travel. It's it, it's hard to get out places. I wish comics, um, came, like, the successful comics that I've seen that do it really well, um, like the ones out of Lansing, the ones out of Detroit, and some in Grand Rapids, they travel together. And then they book things together. And I think that's really smart. And I think uh, comedy areas should do that more often. Um, I just wish other places were more open to like, how many times have you reached out to a place have provided a clip and never heard back from them, you know? Sure. Right. And and it's okay if they're like, Hey, this is not our brand of comedy or Hey, we're not interested, but you just don't hear back from them. Right. And then that's, that's the end of it. Um, So I just wish, I I wish more regionally, we were uh, more accepting of it almost seems like when you go outside of your state, like when I went to New York uh, comedy works out in Saratoga, 
Um, I just messaged them real quick. I'm like, hey, I'd love to do your open mic. And they were like, sure, no problem. But in places close by to here, I, I can't get on the stage. No, I, yeah, I, I, I definitely understand that. And, and I, you're absolutely right. It's, it's frustrating. But again, to reiterate your point, if, hey, it's, it's not their brand, I, I've been told that by multiple people, and, and I totally understand that, and I'm okay with that. Uh, but, but you know, there, there's a certain point where you say, hey, I'd, I'd like to know why you're not booking me. And, but, but again, I, I, I can understand people are also busy and, and, you know, things don't, you know, just sometimes don't work out. It's, it's, it's you know, it's, it's certainly frustrating. Um, but, but I can also understand it to a certain extent as, as well. Um, for, for me, but I just like the follow up. I like the follow up. Right. No, the, the follow up is, is, is nice. Especially when you say, well, if it's something I can improve on, you know, let, let me know, you know? Um, but. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, but I, I definitely uh, agree and understand where, where you're coming from on, on that as well. Um, for, for me, I think the, the, one of my. Again, I love comedy, but I think one of the the biggest frustrations that I have with it is uh, oftentimes, and you see this uh, at at mics a lot, but but not, and and occasionally at at, uh, you know paid shows and things of that nature as well. Uh, But it's it's people who go up and and they're doing time and they they just for whatever reason don't appear to give a shit. Uh, Yeah, and you know, look, we've all had those times where, Hey, I've had a bad day or a bad week, you know, um, I've had many times where, Hey, let's say I'm doing a a Friday night show, a guest spot or a feature spot or something. And I've had a a long week. I'm tired. I'm frustrated. Uh, I am depressed maybe because uh, I've had a bad week Mm -hmm. or just the chemicals in my brain are not functioning the way they should at that moment. Yeah. It's, it's not hitting on all levels. I get it. Yeah but I still go up and I do my fucking job. You know, the, the audience doesn't care about your personal life unless it's funny. You know, that <laughs> exactly the audience, <laughs> the audience doesn't care uh, be, because they are also tired and frustrated and maybe depressed. And they are coming to a comedy show to relieve some of that tension in their life. And so, yeah, that's why they're there. That's why they're there. So if you are having a bad day or a bad week, uh, and and th- then you need to put that aside for the ten minutes, twenty minutes, thirty minutes, whatever it is that your time that you're doing, and do your fucking job. And if you can't, that's okay. But then get the fuck out of the way and let somebody else do it. Yeah. No. I man, preaching to the choir on that one. <laughs> I, I've had shitty sets, right? Um, sure. I, I think we've all had shitty sets. Um, but I, 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 res- I really, truly respect the comics that go out there and friggin' cr- like try to crush. You may not crush, right? You're not feeling it, but at least give a full-hearted effort to the audience. That means a lot to me. Right. Give, give it your your, hi- your highest shot and, and do whatever you can to get you know get the audience laughing. And if and if they're just not into it that night, that's fine. But you can at least leave with your head held high knowing you did your damnedest to, to do it. Absolutely. Absolutely right. Man, that's spot on. I think we may have time for one more question, and then we're going to be butting up against that 30-minute mark. That, that's all right. Uh, do you want to go with, with yours? or? Oh, actually, we have one more question. I'm sorry. The, we have to do my second one as well. Uh, so the question that you had for me is, what is your next milestone in comedy? Uh, and that's Yes, I'm really excited to hear this. <laughs> so that's that's an interesting one for me. So uh, 
my my goal, I had a couple of goals for, for 2020, one of which was to do at least five feature sets uh, and do at least 20 minutes at least 10 times. Um, nice. So as of as of early March, before everything kind of got shut down, uh, I was well on the way. I'd done, uh, I want to say, three feature sets uh, so far. Wow. And um, and done uh, – I'd have to double-check. I'm, I'm drinking now. But I, I four or five uh, times where I've done at least 20 minutes. So I'm – That's amazing, dude. That's incredible. So I'm very happy about that. Now, I may not meet those goals because, again, of – how we don't know how long things are going to be shut down right now, but at least I know I'm heading in the right direction on that. Uh, my my goal for 2019 was to write uh, at least one hour's worth of material. Uh, I I ended up writing wow. uh, I ended up writing I would say about 75 minutes or so, uh, of which probably 35 to 40 was actually good and that I still use. <laughs> but <laughs> you know, but I but I. You know, you know, again, you, you get out, and, and I do have that advantage where I, you know, I, I do, you know, twenty five uh, open mics a month. On, you know, on top of, uh, you know, paid shows and and booked gigs and things of, of that nature. So I work material out all the time. Uh, so I definitely have that advantage. But uh, that's that's what it's all about. It's about the hustle and, and, and busting your ass to do whatever you have to do to to get to that next level. Uh, what about what about I love what it. What about for you, man? What's uh, what is your uh, next milestone or goal in common? Oh man, Whew. um, yeah, that's a great question. I'm, I'm avoiding the dead air right now, so don't worry about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I would love to break. Like, I don't think I'm at the feature status yet. Um, I would love to get in into feature. Um, I have a, I have a certain amount of jokes that I'd like to do. Um, I did take some advice from a from a other comic. Like, I, are we allowed to name names on this? Uh, I would. I mean, well, the fourteen people that listen, mine. <laughs> well, I, mean, I, I I wouldn't just unless we clear <laughs> unless we clear it with that person first. But if you want to name names and they don't want to clear it, we can always beep it out later. Yeah, you know what? I'll name it because I he's a comic that I respect and I and I really enjoy. So Louis D. Michael out of yes, the Lansing yes. I love him. And um and so like I, I talked to him about some of my struggles that I was dealing with and you know, there you know, I, I said some things and he's like, you know, you should embrace like the harsher part of your personality. He's like the only personality we see on stage is that happy, lovable, goofy guy. Right. You know, he goes, You can still do that with harsher material he's like you just got to do it the correct way and so i was like yeah so i'm embracing kind of like like that joke i left on the last uh podcast that we did like that's not a very pg thing right that, that was that was kind of risky um so yeah so doing getting a little more risque um improving my writing is another huge piece of of comedy because I'm, I'm not a writer um, I, I'm more of an observationalist. Um, I, I find things in observational humor that I think are hilarious. So getting the time to write, which this downtime has been tremendous in me, just getting back and writing, understanding, um, learning from others on, on the proper writing techniques. So that's where I'm at. And I'm hoping to, you know, get to a great feature set. I have like three, three installments of 15 minutes each. Oh, nice. And just trying to piecemeal all that together and bridge it together is going to be my my next big goal. And 
Um, I'd love to record an album someday. I'm not there, um, but I would love to record an album someday. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, between the twenty, between the the two of us, rather, we could probably get a forty five minute album. Uh, you know, I'll do twenty, and you'll do twenty, and uh, then we'll fuck around for five minutes. <laughs> I love it. Actually, I mean, you have you have forty five. I have forty five. We each have enough for an album. <laughs> Um, but for the sake of money, I think we should book the same venue (laughs) and double up the night, you know? Absolutely. I like it. Let's do it. Uh, and, and speaking of, speaking of things, uh, speaking of, uh, doing, uh, material and and doing, uh, recorded material, David, uh, I think it's time for our, uh, final new joke of the evening. Oh my gosh. You're right. Okay, do you want to go first, or would you like me to go first? Sure, I'll go first. Um, okay. So uh, this is something that I, I just want to you know, offer a little bit of, of sincerity. I know we joke around a lot, um, but I, I know that, especially in times like this, it can be uh, difficult uh, to, to really connect with people, um, especially if you're in a, or not in a relationship, you may be single. So I kind of want to talk about that tonight, because I am in a relationship now, and very happy to be in that relationship. But there was a time when I was not, and this was... Uh, a piece of advice that my grandfather gave me when I was a child uh, that I, I think really, uh, really still holds up today. Um, you know, you, mm-hmm. you, it's, it's true. Uh, a relationship may not happen for you. You may never find that like deep, real connection with someone that, uh, that ultimately is the basis for sex, a successful relationship. That may not happen. I don't know. What I do know is that it's okay to be okay with that because you don't need a relationship to make you happy. None of us does. There, there's not a single person uh, listening, or, or you or I, David, who needs or should require another person to make us happy. What we need is to love ourselves. We need to love each other. And occasionally, we need to just get really drunk and hook up with a four-foot-tall stripper named Cindy, who, if we are being perfectly honest, really knows how to use those tiny little fists to work the inside of your colon. Such good advice. <laughs> Shout out to Cindy. Shout out to Cindy. Way to work those oh, little man, I, can't, I cannot wait her. to see you again, Cindy. I love you. And uh, I'll see you as soon as this whole thing is over. <laughs> you got it. Hey, yeah, can I do absolutely. my last joke? Oh, you ready? Go for it, sir. All right, my man. So I've been watching a lot of ESPN documentaries, like the 30 for 30 documentaries on ESPN+. Plus. And what I found out is that a lot of their titles are like porn, right? right? So hit it hard, hit it hard, which is the story of John Daly. (laughs) That's just about us normal people having hotel room sex. Uh, Jordan, Jordan rides the bus, which is the story of Michael Jordan playing baseball. That's just your classic gangbang, man. <laughs> of Miracles of Men, which is about the 1980 Olympic team. That's just a story about a guy finally getting into orgasm. That's, that's really what it is. And then, of course, my, my, my last one, and in, in RIP to Junior Seau, but uh, he's got a documentary called Seau, who is about the you know famous football player who committed suicide, unfortunately, or as I like to call it, just – any other anal sex um, say <laughs> I love it. Of course, without the lube. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic, David. 
here's here's the only issue. Embracing the darker are, side, my man. The only <laughs> issue I have with that is while it's very funny, um, if if you're gonna start going that route, uh, that means I have to get even darker to still stay on the, the evil side of things. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well that that's the last dark joke i have everything else is pretty 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 calm but i was just going through those those headlines and i was like my gosh this sounds like porn they really do. and just decide to make a joke out of it. i love it man i love it and uh, i love you i'm glad we did this tonight uh i think that's gonna be it for us tonight david uh thank you again for joining that me is it, tonight my um and i look forward to talking to you again soon Absolutely. You too. Thank you so much. Always great to hear from you. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. I am the good side of things. I'm David Sears, of course. Uh, I'm the evil John Batch. Uh, Enjoy the rest of your day.